Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to No Vi Michigan. I'm here with Caleb and Brittany Almond from the Hardscape Academy and Almond Landscape. And I won't say LLC. I used to always say that. <laughs> Caleb's like, you don't have to say the yeah, LLC. I remember that. <laughs> Naylor Talia Farah in the house. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. Hello. What's up? Thanks so for So get us. your mic closer yeah. to your mouth, Caleb. <laughs> it seems so loud in my ears. You're so a podcast like, regular, Brittany. Well, we can, Look uh, closer. closer. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sound there check. There we go. There you go. Okay. So you guys just uh, spoke at Entrepreneur Academy as a married couple running a family running a business how did it go i was Um, super nervous excited and um i I don't know i think it went well (laughs) i think it went well we hit most of our points that we wanted to convey now how effective it was or how like enjoyable it was to watch Uh, you know the verdict or the jury's out on that still but we uh we didn't fall apart and we kept it together for the most part so uh, yeah we're happy with how it went on our end but how the audience perceived it that's you know that's up to the audience so yeah we're happy yeah now Naylor and I were in here podcasting so give me a quick recap what points did you drive home uh, the number one thing right off the bat is communic- if you're going to run a company with your spouse or and even even not if you're not running with your spouse is communicating about the company with your with your spouse. So like if they're not involved with it, it's still important to talk with them about like ca- the main money is the number one thing, right? Like right off the bat, Dave Ramsey says the number one fight of uh, money problems or I'm sorry, the number one cause of divorce in North America is money fights and money problems. And so like if the company has cash flow issues or you know June's going to be rough, like communicating that with your spouse, even though they have their own professional career or whatever, like it's important to just always be talking to them about the money. Like, Hey, I'm not going to pull a paycheck in June. Cause I know it's going to be freaking rough, but I'm going to catch up on it in August when we get paid from some work or just things are rough. But communication, I think was the number one point. Yeah, of I arm. think that was our main point with it is, you know, not just communicating about money with your spouse, but communication across the board in your entire life. If you're communicating with your kids, with your, you know, with your parents, with your family, with your spouse, and even your employees and your clients, communication will solve 90% of your problems. If you tell your client, you're, you know, that their patio project is supposed to be scheduled for next week, but you're running a week behind. If you tell them a week ahead of schedule or two weeks or just as much as soon as as you you can, can you know, they're going to be so much more understanding other than instead of you saying, Oh, I'm supposed to be there tomorrow, but we're not going to make it. Right. Absolutely. And communicating with your kids, you know, Hey, you know, we're not going to be home tomorrow night. We're working late to finish up a project or, you know, we've got to meet with some people on a job. Uh, just communicate with your kids constantly and, and, Hey, we're working so hard so we can go to Disney world in the winter time or just, you know, all those kind of things. And so just pushing communication across all, all avenues, like, and, and I mean, your kids, your employees, your family, your spouse, it's it, the communication is just so paramount to a, a, a life of harmony, let's say. Yeah. I and Bo Campbell, we get asked all the it time. It kills me, you know, his last name. <laughs> it just, it, I die laughing. Paul. Well, 
we were talking with some previous guests. So many people ask, how do you get and retain good employees? And you actually have the track record with your foreman, Bo. And I'm going to assume that clear communication with him has kept him around. Yeah, I think so. Just always being up front with him and our other two guys have been with us for for 10 years nearly themselves and then we've had another guy who worked for us years ago he came back to work for us when he moved back to move you know move back east yeah i remember you were contemplating should i hire him should i not right has that been a good decision a bad decision yeah overall it's been a good decision yeah we're we're still navigating through the waters like he's kind of running his own division and so we're you know we're navigating through some you know things of just like growth and learning how to navigate growth and and kind of deciding like who does what yeah and just making sure he's not overloaded with his tasks on top of field production because he's bidding and, and all that and stuff. And to put so. it in the context, because you talked to Naylor and I about this on the internet, the World Wide Web, he's a thoroughbred. He needed a job. And so it wasn't necessarily like, oh, we really need someone. But it's like he's, when you got someone that's so good, should we let this guy go or should we pick him up? Like what What do you kind of – how do you measure that ROI or when you, ha- when you know someone's reliable and they're going to bring – revenue to the business yeah for me it was a no-brainer Britt was Britt was more nervous about it if I remember I I was nervous Caleb but the first time that he left our company like years ago Caleb was sad about it for like a year he's like I know we shouldn't let him go. Like, or we should. Oh, we you let him go. Well, well he, he he wanted was, to leave. He was pursuing another job that paid that paid significantly more. And I don't think at the time we could have matched it, but at the same time, like we should have made more effort to. I just kind of thought he's doing what he's going to do, what he's going to do. And he went out west, worked for a long time, and wanted to get back 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 home and, and settle down a little bit and buy a house and raise a family and all that stuff. And and uh, and I was. I knew like, cause I could turn him loose on project. He could read plans. Um, you know, there, were, so that was like a big thing to us. And so I knew, I knew bringing him in was, was going to be a positive, but she was, Britt was worried a about the financial aspect. Cause that's another to us high dollar employee that, um, we didn't necessarily guarantee have the guaranteed work for, but I, I knew it was the right decision. Cause I knew, I know the need in the marketplace for quality work, quality employees and how much work we were not able to get to or do. And I just knew where we want, where I wanted to go. And so selling my wife on that was, was a task and trying to get her to go on this, I would say somewhat leap of faith with us to, to commit to another, another salary a year was a big deal. I think that was the biggest thing is I just didn't want to bring him, I didn't want to bring him on and have him leave another job, not knowing if we were going to have the work because we've never searched for this much work to keep all five guys busy. So that was just my biggest hesitation with that. But the open communication, you know, we go back to what we talked about today and Caleb laying out, like he's going to run this division. He will be capable of producing this much work. He will pay for himself, you know, within the first three months. It's like, you know, okay, okay. That makes sense. And so that made it just easier to process and probably alleviated a lot of future fighting. (laughs) Yeah. And and we, we do our best. We still aren't perfect with the communication thing. We're we're doing our best with it with each other. So it's not like we've got it all figured out or anything. I sure don't want to allude that we've, we have mastered like the working together thing because there's still days that are no fun. Yeah. Well, I want to hear coming up. I want (laughs) to hear how you guys do handle conflict because it's unavoidable when you run a business. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear how you handle that after we hear from today's show sponsors, which includes The Hardscape Academy. We appreciate you guys sponsoring the Green Industry Podcast. We're going to hear from today's show sponsors coming right up. If you want to learn how to properly install paver projects and retaining walls, visit thehardscapeacademy.com. 
There you'll find two different training courses and soon more coming about how to install properly to national guidelines with our own twists and tips and tricks we have learned over 20-some years to properly install these projects. It's a great resource. It's two and a half hours long each at $99. It's a great value at $99 each. If you buy both, there is a bundle special. Be sure to check out the HeartscapeAcademy.com. Are you ready to make some serious money this winter with snow and ice management services? Are you looking to position yourself as an industry professional and to protect your bottom line from issues like unstable salt prices? Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to check out the highly sought-after commercial and residential snow plowing contracts. These agreements are available for Internet download and are easy to edit and make your own. DebtFreeLandscaper.com, the green industry's most professional resource for lawn and landscaping contracts, hiring employees and subcontractors, and where you'll find the same money-making commercial snow contract that numerous contractors like Brian Fullerton have used to dominate the snow and ice management industry. DebtFreeLandscaper.com Head over to DebtFreeLandscaper.com to get access to these incredible resources today and put yourself in a position to plow through the competition. Most small business owners are so tired, they just want to enjoy a little of their evening. However, most business owners go home and their bookkeeping from the day or week immediately demands their time. Unfortunately, because you can't give it your full energy or focus, it just sits there, untouched. It's costing you good cash flow, good decision making, and the peace of mind needed to serve your customers well. Because you're a busy business owner, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a full-service bookkeeping solution that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us by going to www.gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new prospective clients or skipping parties you would have loved to attend, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. We'll take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at www.gulfcoastbk.com. Thanks for listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Once again, here's Paul Jamison. All right, we are back with Caleb and Brittany. You'll be hearing some new commercials from them. We, uh, Marty's like, you know, Caleb and Brittany, they're, they're so proud. They're from Fairfield County, Ohio. Bunch huh? of rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we uh, maybe make a commercial about the Hardscape Academy? I think it's how it's edited. I, I'm going to have to talk to Mr. Producer about that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so you're going to hear some fresh new uh, commercials from Caleb and Brittany, but we appreciate you guys sponsoring the show. And the Hardscape Academy is something. I was just talking to a fellow from Alabama. Yeah. Thanks so much for your show. And and uh, he was telling me that he, you know, got your Hardscape Academy. He's trying to learn it up. So awesome! Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, we're we're our goal is to provide value with it, and the way we have it priced and everything. I, I know it's a value for for what it teaches. So we're, yeah. we're very excited about. Now, it. I know Naylor and Gabrielle. 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 You know, they're a married couple running a business together. She does your books and, you, you know, you're out in the field crushing it. You guys have this team, and I'm single, so I'm just taking notes, preparing myself, but. <laughs> Problems will arise. Situations need dealt with. There's conflict. How do you guys handle, you can mention uh, Naylor as well. How do you address the unavoidable conflicts? (sighs) Britt, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Well, no, I, so I think the main thing is just talking it out and let, is just each person presents their case the best they can. And sometimes we just need somebody needs to, cause we work in a very small office about size of this room, which people can't see, but it's, it's a, Smaller than this. it's a shoebox, man. It's little. And we're working on trying to get a facility built here in the next six months. I, I hope and pray, but it's, it's a small space. So sometimes like I need to go out and work outside for a little bit and till, you know, till we can at least 
get our ner- you know get our, our thoughts collected to where if we're having a major disagreement about something, be it the vision of the company or the, a, a next purchase or like how much we should spend on building a shop, whatever. There's there's definitely going to be differences of opinion there, and ultimately we just try to talk it out. But I mean, it's still sometimes where it's like the afternoon is no fun and nobody wants to talk to each other, and we kind of are you like passive aggressive or one of you, or you you'll just hit it all head on. Or- <laughs> Caleb we'll lets things go for Povich a while. Here. He'll like little things will just kind of just. But, but you then, pick up on it. But I just want to fight about it as soon as it comes. But Caleb lets it be, build into some big explosion and it's like, oh, this is going to take so long to fix. <laughs> um, but, you know, he'll just get mad at me for little things. I generally try to go more stoic on it. And Britt wants to go Southern Ohio on it. And I, so. <laughs> I just, I just need to speak what's in now. my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, there's but that never... brings a good dynamic, though, right? If you both were exactly the same, then things probably wouldn't get right. accomplished. Uh, and sure, what absolutely. we fight about is just, you know, like... You know, he wants to buy something like the excavator. Is like, I do not want to go in debt for an excavator. I don't even, we're getting by without it. Why would we want to spend money on this? Right. A $40,000 $40, machine. So, I mean, for right. us, it was a serious purchase. So, yeah. it was just like, okay, like he says it's going to be used for this. But I still don't want to sign the paper. I'm like, no, that my name's on there. Like, <laughs> I don't want this thing. And so, you know, just decisions like that and you know, how we manage the guys. Like, I have expectations of the guys. He has expectations of the guys. And finding the right path for that, because I think my expectations are too high and I think his are too low. And so we're trying to balance that out like daily expectations of each other. Um, How how did you get past that $40,000 purchase? Because you you did make that, I just sucked it up. I I mean, did did he like put a case together? Did he have to keep chipping away at at the situation at you? Like, come on. So it was... So we had the opportunity to buy it from a friend of ours who was getting out of the business. So like we knew it was a good machine. That wasn't the issue. Um, but what he did, he's like, you know, if we do this, we'll be able to do, we'll be able to get more into stormwater work and that'll expand. That'll give us diversify us and give us more opportunity for work. And he's like, you know, and then we'll have it on site and the guys can use it to excavate out their patios and they'll be able to do it way faster and way more accurate. And laying those things out for me, showing me where the money was coming from to pay it back made the purchase easier. I still didn't want to do it just well, because I didn't want to let go of the money. About it, yeah. But yeah. I, I was more comfortable knowing that he had a plan for it. Right. You know, if he's like, I want to go buy the mulch mate machine. I'm like, we don't do that much mulch. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> right. And that, right. that that's one of those things too. It's, there are things I'll push on that I just know. I just have that feeling that are like the right decision for the company. Like I knew, I knew the excavator was the right decision. I've, I've floated by another stuff that I didn't have the confidence in and like her rationale brought me back down. But I think there's one of those things where like, I hope that you could see, I had the blinders on with, I, I just knew it was the right purchase. And I knew just from what, you know, cause we were, we were subcontract cause I put the, I put it together this way too. It was like my buddy, we were subcontracting his excavating company to do a lot of work for it. I'm like, what we paid him last year is twice the payment on this machine alone. And so he's getting out of the company, what are, or he's getting out of business. We're not even going to have him as a sub anymore. What in the world are we even going to do? You know, for what the monthly payment is on this, you know, that's two rentals a month. And we use that thing way more than that. And we'll just have it sitting on site. So just He breaks per- a lot of purchases down like that. He, yeah, you know, just- he figures out what we're paying a month by renting it. And then... Yeah, I can't stand... I can't stomach anymore. If we're, if we're spending, you know, twice or three times the payment you know, of a machine in rental fees, you know, we, we would spend, we broke this down. We bought our first skid steer loader is like, we're renting a skid steer loader and we're spending $4,000 a year in a skid steer loader or however, it was a 
god awful amount of money. It's ten plus years ago now, right? seven years ago. But it's just like this. We've got to stop. And we didn't want. We were at the point too. We didn't want to go into debt. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't want to go into debt. But we're just we're burning up so much money. You know, renting machinery it was just driving me insane. And it's like. Person, personally, personally, we're, we're no debt. Like we, we have a mortgage on the house, but we don't, we don't put trips on credit cards or, you know, whatever, like we don't go into debt for personal things and personal wants, but like the company, if it returns, if it has an ROI, I, I, am not opposed to it. We still try to put a chunk of money down on it, on whatever we buy so that it, it gets into a payment structure that we can stomach. But, um, ultimately like that was one of the purchases I just had blinders on as far as like, I mean, ultimately she could have squashed it, but I, I hope that she saw that like, I really had the then, utmost confidence know, in the So purchase. he's more involved in that aspect of the business, but I see things like software. I'm like, this will streamline what we're doing. I, I think this is the way to go. And he's not necessarily open to, it. he's like, no, that's $200 a month. You no, 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 we will we'll never own the software. When, yeah. A disagreement we had too, like this year you, you, we had to, we wiped QuickBooks and started a whole new QuickBooks, right? Was that this year or last yes, year? Five, and like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. We've got, why you know, did you do that? 50. Because we were, I have four accounting skills. <laughs> okay. No, but we were going, or we were implementing the LMN software that we use and the way that that program was set up wasn't coinciding with what I had going on in QuickBooks. Like, mm-hmm. cause they integrate together and right. you use different cost codes and it was going to take so long to get QuickBooks set up to talk to the LMN. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just wipe it clean because the reconciliation pages were off from where I wasn't doing it right back in 2013. Oh, you know, the man. account, the yeah. account was like, you know, there's like 15,000 transactions in here. I was like, how do I clean them out? And he's like, you have to go through and delete every one. I was like, Oh no, no, no. I can't pay you to do that. And I don't have time to do that. And I asked him like, worst case scenario, what's, can I, you know, can we just wipe it clean? He's like, well, you'll lose your data, but you can. And so I just printed off like 300 pages of records that I guess I could reference if I need to, I probably never will. And I, I wiped it clean. And yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> one of those just, things I'm like, I don't want to lose all that all that CRM, CRM, all that customer database. Like, not that we would run a good enough company we'd ever do anything with it, but, you know, that we can't, com- you know, re- reapproach people. But it's, it's just like, I was like, are you sure this is what we, I just, it just seems so bad to, because when I, when I type up a new estimate and it's a client we did a long time ago, like all their stuff comes right up. And I'm like, right. sweet, but you wipe that QuickBooks and start over. You got to now, and I type, so my day would go, I get twice as much stuff done when I'm on a computer if I didn't have to backspace half of everything I type. And so I was just like, oh, I don't want to put in all this information anytime I put in a new quote and all this. But ultimately, like, I knew that she knew that world. I didn't. And so it was like, okay, And I let's just do knew that. it That's was fine, going to make so. the estimating process for 2020 and further on that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Rookie, by the way? Well, well what was it that you said, Brittany, recently, something about, like, how you guys get through these things, like something about grace and something else, right? Wasn't there? Some There's word? a lot of grace in all of our decisions. Yeah, so, but there was a couple of things. I think grace and compassion, or I don't know. There was a couple of things that you said that I thought was really. I said it critical. on our last podcast with Paul. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you got me there. But I mean, it really, it's but, grace, but it, humility, and understanding. I mean, there's all sorts of things. There was three of, things, of like, them and it yeah. flowed out. I, right. You remember Thanks for listening about. to the show. <laughs> 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 I think, yeah. um, you know, just accepting that we're always not going to make the right decision. No one makes the right decision every day. Right. And that's, that's part the, of your journey. That's part of how you get to that. I think acceptance or something yeah. was one of the things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, as long, as long as he can accept that maybe QuickBooks wiping it clean wasn't the right decision, then we're going to get through it. Right. 
And there's just a lot of grace back and forth. Yeah, and- yeah I think the key between the two of you guys is because, you know, out of all, I mean, we don't know everyone, obviously, but out of the some of the different couples that, that we have talked to and that are in the community, um, I think the two of you are like the most involved in the business, like equally, like you're like running this, you know, booming business, you know, um, that, it, you know, versus just like a a lawn mowing business, for example, you've got a lot of complex components and crew and all that. So the fact that you are able to do that together, you know, and, and go back and forth and get through all these things that you were just, were talking about, I, I think is really amazing and inspirational. And I, I'm always just trying to be a sponge to listen mm. because for one, um, you know, my, my wife and I aren't, aren't anywhere near that. Like she just does like bookkeeping type stuff, mm-hmm. which, you know, is very important, but That's it's not like, like, don't even, right. don't even underscore that. In the no, no, but I'm just it saying she's deal. not involved in my business, like to the capacity where other, mm-hmm. where, where okay. Brittany and a lot of other folks are like, she doesn't know anything or don't do anything with the actual field work, right, the gotcha. employees, whatever, you know, it's, she does important things, but as it has nothing to do with being in the field and all that, where some, some other situations like y- yourself, you're more involved in kind of everything, you know, you still have your, your zone, right. your lanes, but, uh, you know, you're, you're very much involved. So, and I just think that depends on like the personality because I, I need to know what's going on. My, my soul desires that. And I just need to have like my hands on everything, but some people, they just, they don't need that. And if, so if your wife doesn't want to be involved in with knowing who works for you or whatever, mm-hmm. just let her do what she wants to do. Right. And that way she's happy doing it. You know, that's her passion. Right. Um, so that was, you know, one of the things we talked about there is like, just don't force your spouse or significant other to do parts of the business they're not comfortable with. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I mean, she, she does want to do more and as she, you know, want, as she takes on more, I, that's why I'm more engaged and curious about these different dynamics and how you guys, you know, get through this. And one thing that I want to say that I don't know if you guys do this or can re- relate to it or resonates, but recently on, I think Brian's another one of Brian's podcast, he interviewed Martin, uh, over at mowing and growing over in Australia hmm. and him and his wife are very involved in his mowing maintenance business. You know, he's got a big booming business down there with crews. Now he started out solo, like, the, like most of us, uh, in the early YouTube days, he's one of the OGs also. Uh, but he said where, where they, where they're at now in, in their relationship and their business, the size of the business and the amount of work involved for the two of them and everything that she does, she basically, is similar to what you're doing, Brittany. And she, she runs all that kind of stuff. He's in the field with the guys or at the office or whatever, but their office is at home, just like you. They have it in the garage now. They moved it from the house into mm-hmm. the garage and create an office. And then they created a safe space. So, so he goes out in the field. She's home doing everything. When he comes home, they recap in the office, in the garage. She tells him, so-and-so called so-and-so email they want you to take care of this tomorrow or did you follow up with this or whatever here's a new quote all that stuff and then he does the same thing hey did you follow up with Susie did you and then they have their communication and then it's done they punch out they air quotes punch out and they go in the house with like their six kids or whatever he's got a beautiful family (laughs) no he's got a lot of children and they go home and they're done they don't talk about work because in the past they would be talking about stuff at dinner and it would create like arguments and disagreements and all that stuff so they literally separated their business and disconnected that in their garage physically from their inside their house and then mentally once they're done hashing everything out downloading from the day planning for the next day all right 
we're done. Let's go yeah, home. And they go them. in the house and then it's all about family time. I mean, they might talk about sure. like, you know, a new mower or something or something right. funny that happened, but they don't talk about business right. type stuff. That's cool. So I thought that was really, you know, so yeah. again, I'm always soaking this stuff up because as I grow and, you know, my wife gets more involved, I just want to make sure I'm always putting my best foot forward and we're successful. And I, I thought that was an amazing thing that he yeah. say yeah. started doing that yeah. helped a lot of disagreements between the two of them. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can separate the time like that, which is a skill, I mean, that's a skill you, you nearly need to learn how to, how to perform, I suppose, of like, we're going to turn it off now. And it's, it's really tough. And it's still, I know with us, we try to do that. Things will still come up and I'll be like, oh, did you bill so-and-so or, or she'll remind me, did you talk to Bo about this? And so it's really tough too. But I mean, I'll tell you, if you make that a priority and a goal of like, Hey, we're, we're, and actually in two, one of the things they're doing from the sound of like, they're actually which is something we don't necessarily do. They do like a debrief of a section right. of time that's debriefing. It's dedicated to actually getting this crap out of the way right. so we don't have to deal with it later. And that's, a, exactly. that's probably something we should look at implementing, you know, like a debriefing time. Yeah, that's our good... day just abruptly ends at 4.30. It's like, <laughs> babysitter's leaving, gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, or like they... somebody goes out and handles the kids and then the other person's still finishing up tasks that they're, and that's it. And then, dinner time starts and it's like we're still talking yeah, so, so it's it, popping up that's what was happening to them and it was kind of messing up their whole family yeah, time I and a relationship that. so I they, they got it all out of their system so it wouldn't trickle throughout the rest of the night and they could just they knew it was gone out of the way written yeah. down put in their whatever software and they move on and spend time with all their kids and family time and go to bed and start the morning hmm. in the garage and they go and they get off and running again. Yeah, that's thank a, you that's for sharing cool. that. That's yeah, good. that's yeah. good. That's good value. I, I thought it was really good too, so I'm glad <laughs> I could share. Yeah, well, always good value when we have Caleb and Brittany Almond on, and of course Naylor Taliaferro. So, real quick plugs at Almond Landscape LLC on Instagram. Yep. Probably running the best Instagram in the community in regards to Whoa, adding no. value. Whoa, no, no, for real. You, <laughs> if you click on your little headshot there, there the Almond logo, and you watch your story, you're gonna get value added and it's kind of like a free education in the hardscape realm where Caleb will be at Disney World and hey look at this tree or look at that brick you know it's <laughs> yeah. a, we, brain... we dork out hard man yeah, yeah that's for sure so the yeah. goals will be value thank and you and then real quick I want you guys to explain a little bit more about the hardscape academy because as Naylor and I know you start off cutting grass you get into putting mulch and doing these landscape enhancements and you're like wow there's better profit margins there but kind of the granddaddy of them all is when you get into these stone patio pavers, retaining walls. And it's, it, it, it's a huge risk because if you screw it up, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. But if you actually have uh, competency, you're good at it and you price it right. That's the biggest profit margins in this industry. So tell us about the resources you have to help the guys learn how to be professional and competent at hardscaping. Sure, Paul. Thank you. Uh, we have, uh, it's www.thehardscapeacademy.com. It's a, uh, a place where, that hosts our training videos for how to install retaining walls, how to install uh, pavers. And it's courses we made uh, a few years ago trying to, I would get so many questions on Instagram and I answer still as I still answer all my DMs, which is crazy. It takes like hours a day, but like, so if you have a, a question, reach out to me, we'll, we'll do our darndest to get it answered for you. But we got so many and I didn't have like one location or one like YouTube video. I felt was, was like all encompassing that I could send like, Hey, go watch so-and-so's video. This covers everything I think you should know about installing a, a paver project or a retaining wall. And so I was finally like, man, I think there's a need for this. And there was one other training video out there, but it wasn't, it still just wasn't what the world according to Amon should be. So take that for whatever it's worth. But I was like, you know what? Let's make our own. So we made our first one 
It was shot in the dead of winter. It snowed on the Just second day. Just with the goal day. of paying the mortgage for a month with it. Yeah, we're like, well, the goal was like, if we make enough money selling these DVDs, we don't DVDs. DVDs. Like, <laughs> yeah, DVDs. Of I remember DVDs. that. You yeah, spent like 32 bucks and mailed me. I was like, Dude. whatever the postage was. Like, what kind of town does he live in for one DVD? Yeah. It was like, you I paid like. Paul, you're the one that really helped push, you know, Caleb to like, you got to do something better than this. I yeah. did. You I was like, go digital here. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was true. And the, and the, God, the quality of it was bad. Somebody called, compared it to the Blair Witch Project. Do you remember that show? Because the, oh, audio, the audio was good, but the video yeah. was grainy. It was just so oh, The new one's good. Oh, the new, yeah. well, so we shot, a, so after that was doing well, and our goal was like, if we sell this and just even cover our costs, which I couldn't believe snowballed out of control. Like we thought, oh, we'll have a thousand bucks in this thing. And then after like the camera equipment, all this crap, it was like thousands of dollars. And we're like, God, if we just cover our costs, wouldn't that be cool? And even if we were to make some money on it, just to cover the mortgage for one month, hallelujah, wouldn't that be so cool? But it did, it sold well. And there's a, there's a need for that and a desire for, you know, people say nobody wants to learn or work anymore, but man, talking to all the young guys and gals through Instagram. So people want to learn skill. They want to learn skills. And so that encouraged us to do uh, the 2.0 version, which was reshot, way better lighting, way better audio, everything. And uh, it's it's way more in depth. It's two and a half hours long on pavers and in another video on retaining walls. So yeah, so that was our that was our why. That was our driving factor for it. And now it's something that we get a lot of great feedback on. And it's just so cool to, to have something that we, we think is I know is very value priced at a hundred bucks. Like that's, that's a great deal. Yeah. And you transitioned from the VHS DVD uh, <laughs> to, to digital. Now digital you get it right away. You, yeah. It's yeah. online streaming. Yeah. Right so, away. It's, it's 4k you watch video. It as many yeah, times as you want. Yep. So yeah. Yep. And we got other training courses coming out, uh, hopefully soon. So yeah. And yep. as Mr. Producer always says, support those who support the green industry podcast. You guys sponsor the show. You guys should go out and sponsor or support Caleb and Brittany and uh, the product that you guys invested in and, and just get an education. So. Yeah. If it's something you want to learn, I mean, it, it doesn't, well, the one thing I'll just a caveat, the one thing we don't cover in it, we don't cover pricing cause that's too re regionally right. variable, but I mean, it's everything from breaking ground and maybe some basic design stuff to completion, finished project, and things in between that you should be thinking about your utilities and if you run into drainage pipe and how you should handle drainage and just everything job involved with that job site access site safety not too deep on the safety thing because i think sometimes th that's for another course but yeah i mean it was two and a half hours and it's it's uh i, I know it's a great value if you want to learn how to install prop pavers properly awesome we need to get nailer some lunch man he's high yeah, maintenance. I, I, I thought you heard growling. my stomach growling he is like high dying. maintenance so thank you to the almonds <laughs> thank you to nailer yeah i'm high maintenance Oh, come on. <laughs> a, who's Perrier is that? That's what I want to know. That's, that's probably Paul's Perrier. Isn't it? It, it, it's or Pellegrino. Pellegrino. It's his pack, but I grabbed one because ah. I'm desperate. And and, I don't want to go out there and get water. End that show, Naylor. <laughs> you got to kill me here. Hey, guys. Paul with a cool story from Jason in Boney Lake, Washington, as he recently purchased my rate increase letter. And here's the story he shares. I had uh, one yard. I was charging $35 to, uh, per cut, and it was taking me an hour every single time I was uh, working on the yard. I uh, increased the rate uh, to $50 uh, per cut, and she canceled on me initially. Called me back after a week to let me know that she's okay with the new rate and that she wanted me to keep, keep taking care of her yard. Well, Jason, thanks for sharing your testimony and 
And guys, if you want to raise the rates on your customers, you should check out my rate increase letter. It's a plug and play. It's only $20. Put your information in, email it to your customers, let them know you're raising your rates and why it's been very successful in my business for Jason up there in Washington and many others who have been using it. So check today's show notes. Marty will put the link there, get that rate increase letter and raise those rates. Uh, Using that rate increase letter uh, was fantastic uh, decision for my business. This has been a Jameson Media production. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.